Hey friend, welcome to March 29th. It's Tuesday and we are in a new psalm. And I welcome you to Enough for Today. Thanks for joining me. And thanks for taking the journey through psalms with me. However, this program finds its way to you. I'm just thankful to be able to share a few minutes every day with you. I had one family in our church tell me last week that they use this in conjunction with their daily devotions together as a couple every every day, and uh, that is just so meaningful and so encouraging to me. Um, and it makes uh, this time well invested and worth doing. You know, I think if nobody watched this, I would do this if only for my own heart, because it's been good for me to work through this together with you. These last two years have been rich um, in going through this particular genre of scripture, poetry, uh, ancient Jewish poetry and songs, hymns, and understanding um, how followers of God for centuries have processed the human experience. That's what the book of Psalms is. Human emotions on, on display and sung to the Lord and presented to God in worship. It's hard to imagine that you can worship from a state of depression. You can worship from a state of anxiety or discouragement or from the grips, from the iron teeth of tragedy or trouble. Uh, there's lots of different kinds of psalms. We've talked about that in the past um, in terms of subsets of the genre of, of Jewish or Hebrew poetry. Uh, but all of it's the Word of God, and it's the Word of God to us. And that's what I love about this is um, the Word of God to us through human authors going through very real human experiences thousands of years ago, but their experiences parallel ours in so many, many ways, and such is the case today with David. Um, we set this up yesterday just to give you a, a quick overview, excuse me. <clears throat> Um, David is writing from a real darkness, maybe a deep depression, um, deep uh, experience of maybe personal failure. He talks a little bit about his sin here uh, and the rebuke of God, but there's a uh, there's there's deep burdens on him, and it's a darkness. It's a soul darkness. So let's just kind of quantify it that way. He has had a darkness descend upon his soul, okay? Um, and we're going to learn a lot from this psalm, but I'm just going to tell you right now, this is the deep end of, of, of where the human soul interacts with God uh, in very uh, deep and, and um, powerful and profound ways. If you have um, a health, wealth, prosperity, you know, if I am good to God, he'll be good to me, theology, the psalm, uh, shatters it. The psalm shows that life for the believer and for the follower of God, for the sincere follower of God, is real. And that it can be heavy, that it can be difficult, and that your soul will go through dark seasons. And I have no doubt that uh, someone, many someones probably, watching right now, you will identify with David's experiences. Now, we're just going to look at the first two verses today. But let's look at them, okay? I said, now remember, this is in its inception, a man who loves God, a man who's following God, who has uh, gone alone with a pen and a scroll of some kind 
and he's going to pen in poetry, ultimately in a song, a very deep experience spiritually in his life. As in this man, in this time, a leader, a father, a husband, but at the core, a follower of God. So he's saying in written form now what he said in his experience. Excuse me. He is going to recount that experience now to us. I said, I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. So the Hebrew language is very conceptual. That's why I like to uh, contrast two or three versions of Scripture when I'm reading and really studying and I want to get the sense, a full sense of what's being said. Um, I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. David is, as he's beginning to express, he is feeling very deeply and he's saying, I I need to be careful with what I'm about to do because I don't want to sin with my words. These words are going to be hard words. They're going to be heavy words. They're uh, the expression of a deep, dark experience. Um, and and he's recounting um, his initial approach to his depth of soul. I'm going to be careful, and I'm not going to say the wrong thing. Okay. Now, already, you're going to see what David is doing here. He is differentiating his experience from his reality. Let me say it another way. He's, di- he's separating emotion from truth, okay? Experience and emotion sometimes tell the truth, sometimes don't tell the truth. Always emotion is important. It's like a warning light on our dashboard. It tells us what's going on in our hearts and lives. But it's not always consistent with reality, with truth. And this is certainly a moment where David realizes, the phrase I use is, I get into my own head, okay? Um, this happens to me pretty much after I preach every Sunday or every Monday. I start to re- rethink and second guess everything I said in the message and wish I'd said it differently or how it could be taken wrong, you know, and, and uh, I just have to, I have to get out of my own head on that, okay? There are times in all of our lives where we are feeling in a way um, and our, and our brain is throwing questions and doubts and responses at us that if uttered um, would would be sinful or um, even scary to those around us. You know, when we begin to utter what we're feeling, when we begin to think out loud, um, it doesn't even sound reasonable to someone else, okay? And so David realizes what's going on within me I need to be careful of need to take heed, uh, and especially with how I express it, that I don't say the wrong thing. And look, he says, I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. Uh, I will rein in my words. I will control my tongue so I don't say the wrong thing in the presence of the enemies of God or in the presence of um, uh, the doubters and skeptics that would tarnish the glory and the name of God. This is so beautiful and so wonderful what David is doing. Do you realize what he's doing? He's saying, what's going on within me is not a good representation of who God is. And I don't want to misrepresent him. I don't want to be a bad testimony uh, for the grace and mercy of my wonderful God. 
who right now I'm not experiencing as wonderful. I'm not experiencing as gracious and present and loving. My experience is dark and doubt-filled and faithless. It's not really faithless because he is operating in faith. He's talking to God. Do you, under, do you understand that um, operating in faith is a transcendent um, reality over my emotions? In other words, you can operate in faith with a doubtful, skeptical, scornful, even a bad attitude. Um, when you take your bad attitude to God, when you take your depressed soul to God, you're operating in faith. Who knew you could please God from the depths of darkness? But that's exactly what's happening with David. Faith is not always just this topside, sunshiny, uh, Pollyannish outlook on life. Faith is going to God and casting my dependence and trust on him regardless of whether I have a good attitude or a bad attitude, a positive outlook or a pessimistic outlook. Uh, whether I'm optimistic or pessimistic, faith can be expressed when I'm aiming any of that in the direction of my God. That's a profound thought. I think sometimes we think that faith is just when we feel at our best, the top side, and we feel glowingly warm and close to God, and that faith is just this, this enduring optimism and enduring joy. Um, and those things are wonderful, uh, but you can be faith-filled and expressing faith and living in faith even from the depths of darkness and doubt, cynicism, and, and even disappointment with God. So I want, I want you to notice that what David is doing here is both good and bad, okay? There's a good side to it and there's a bad side to it. The good side to it is everything I've said up to this point. He wants to be a good testimony. He wants to be careful to utter to God what he's experiencing and not to others in this regard. Um, but look at verse 2. I was dumb with silence. I just, I, I zipped my lip. And I just, he became very um, uh, isolated. He became very reclusive. That's the word, reclusive. He withdrew from relationships. Dumb with silence. I held my peace even from good. What he's saying is, I was afraid of saying the wrong thing or influencing others the wrong way, so I just withdrew and didn't say anything. I just recluded into myself, okay? Um, some of us, that's where we feel the safest, just to stop talking and withdraw. I know a lot of people, they, they, when they feel like David felt, they just stop going to church. Um, and on one hand, I understand the, the, the reaction to pull away and turn inward, to process and get through and not having the relational energy. But I also understand the danger of just stuffing your emotions. And that's what I want you to see right now. Maybe we'll pick it up tomorrow because I'm going overtime a little bit. I held my peace even from good and look at what he says. And my sorrow was stirred. So here's the scary thing. We'll talk more about this tomorrow. When David tried to just hold it in, it didn't go away. It got worse. Okay. So God's, uh, the world's answer to your emotions. Okay. If you are um, a stoic, the world's answer is hold it in, discipline yourself. 
and all of the philosophies that basically say self-discipline, self-control, hold it in, just stuff it, just stuff your emotion, Um, be strong, you know, hold yourself, pull yourself together. Uh, A lot of people, they want to be strong in themselves. Uh, That doesn't work. That's what David tried to do. He tried to stuff it. He tried to hold it in and process through it, and it was stirred up. It was eating him up, okay? The, the other world's philosophy is uh, Epicurean, and that would be just the individual, expressive individualism. No, let it go. Just, just get it off your chest. Just, um, just vent. Vent your feelings. Let your mind be known. Give them a piece of your mind. Uh, fight for your rights. Uh, cry out for justice. I mean, do you, you've got to fight for yourself. You know, get it out. Okay, don't hold it in. Get it out. Okay. Uh, let the emotions take over. Well, that's what David was afraid would happen. So in trying to avoid saying and doing the wrong thing and just exploding in regret, uh, he's trying to hold it in, but it's not working. Okay. So David in verses one and two says, what I'm going through is deep and hard and I've tried to hold it in, um, but that is not working. And so um, we're going we're gonna to pick it up here tomorrow and find out that God has another way altogether, okay? But, but park here for a minute. Meditate today on the fact that when you're going through a difficult time, it doesn't mean you've lost faith. Even if you're doubting, it means you have an opportunity to walk with God through the darkness. That's what David chooses to do. We'll see it more tomorrow. Have a great day.